What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, always presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com bash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. What's up, guys? We are here to talk some Dynasty trades. Brad, how was your weekend, sir? It was that good? It was that good? (laughs) It was that good. I decided to stay on mute. Yeah, no, it it was good. Uh, I actually drove down about an hour and a half south of you to see my folks for a few days. Met up with a couple guys that I play fantasy with for the last three years, but we never met in person, uh, which was really cool. Met up with them, had a few beers, watched the early games. Got home today, did a little bit of leaf vacuuming to get my yard under control because I've got some giant oaks, uh, oak trees that drop just a massive amount of leaves every year. So got that taken care of, which was nice. And then came in, poured me a glass of bourbon, got the kids bathed up and showered up and ready for bed. And now everybody's calm, and I'm I'm ready to talk football, baby. Yeah, man. Now there's this this is a good game tonight, and I think if if you're like me, there's a couple people out there that that need something tonight. Um, I got a few different you know plays that I'll be sweating out. Um, got anybody tonight that you're going to be sweating out? No. So I, I everywhere that I had players, the margin is either I, I'm good, I'm safe, or it's it's so far I'm not going to make it. I've got a couple matchups where I was going between uh, James Prochet and Jarvis Landry in a flex spot in a really deep 16-team league. But the lead is I'm down by about 12, so the likelihood that James Prochet is going to get me there is pretty minimal. But I'll keep my fingers crossed for maybe a deep touchdown or something like that. Yeah, well, and uh, you got Mark Andrews is most likely out, and uh, Jarvis Landry is out. That's correct, Um, yeah. So uh, I got three props for everybody. Remember, you can go SGPN Fantasy, and uh, if you you deposit there, your first deposit will, uh, will be matched over at Underdog. Isaiah likely over four receptions. Alvin Kamara over 42 and a half receiving yards. And Taysom Hill over 27 and a half rushing yards. So today, the biggest news, I mean, knock on wood, it was a pretty good week as far as injuries. We had six teams not play, which helped. Um, the biggest news would be Josh Allen's elbow. Um, it didn't look like a pretty serious, it didn't look serious. And he threw a bomb that was pretty accurate on the next play. But Fantasy football football is talking about it. He had a similar injury in 2018. He missed four weeks. So um, that would be the biggest concern. So Matt Barkley is there. If you are on the waiver wire and you see one of these quarterbacks that got dropped, like you might want to grab something just in case because Josh Allen is the future. And if this team wants to be Super Bowl contenders, they're not going to go rush him out there if he's not ready to go. 
but it does seem like he's going to be able to play. Um, Frank Reich. So we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and don't get me wrong, I think Frank Reich, uh, you know, the, the offensive line, everything, has not been good. But I th- I think Frank Reich was just not down with this whole Sam Ellinger stuff. And I, I, I think he was ready to resign. He got fired. Um, they decided to part ways, I think, was the official statement from Ursay. Um, the, you know, when they talked about Sam Ellinger going in there, Matt Ryan was hurt and they could have went to Nick Foles. They were second in the division. They're currently second in the division and they are still going in another direction. Don't get me wrong. They're still like two games back, three games back. But at the time they went to Sam Ellinger, they were three, three and one. This was not a team that was 0 and six. So, um, it's not good for any of your Colts players. They're looking to be a top five pick and any of your Colts players are a downgrade, but what are, what are your thoughts here on this situation and how do you, how do you handle Michael Pittman moving forward in redraft and Jonathan Taylor in redraft? Yeah. Redraft. You have to try to get what you can out of them. It is pretty evident, right? We talked about this last week or two weeks ago when Sam Allinger was named the starting quarterback. We really feel like this is them purposefully trying to tank. I know I talked about this. This is eerily reminiscent of the season right before they drafted Andrew Luck, where they just purposefully tanked to make sure they could get that number one overall uh, uh, pick in the draft. And I'm aligned with you. I think Frank Reich said, absolutely not. We were we are not going to tank. This team is is good enough that we can believe we've been a playoff contender the last two years. There's no reason we can't do it again. Uh, outside of that unfortunate uh, series of events with Carson Wentz, the last two weeks of of the regular season that kind of that knocked them out of playoff contention. That team in general was really thought of as a playoff caliber team. They were they were good all the way around the ball on offense and defense. And here we are again. Eerily similar. They say, you know what, Frank, if you're not on board with this rebuild and this purpose, purposeful tank, we're moving on. And they did that. And it looks like Jeff Saturday is going to be the interim head coach. Actually, longtime Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah. So um, I think it was a good PR move or attempt at a PR move because right now the, the Colts stink and everyone is just, they're just all over. And Pat McAfee was like, you can't cheer for this team right now. And he's right. Yep. Um, I, I do think Reich will get – he's had a two top ten offenses. I think Reich will get another shot, and I'd like to see what he can do with a young quarterback. He had a rough gig. He took the job as Andrew Luck retired. Yep. And so he did a pretty good job with it, and he also did the job with a GM that was not aggressive. This is a GM that likes to trade back. He's the guy in your startup draft that's trading back, trading back. Collecting all those struggle, fifth, sixth, product- and seventh round picks. Yeah, productive struggle. And he's just got a bunch of B players. Like they they just are not like, and now they're they're tanking and maybe going for some of these other players, but what they'll probably do is trade back again. I mean, they just they don't invest first round picks on on any skill position players. And if they have an early pick, they'll trade it for a D tackle or they'll trade back and get Rocky Sin. I mean, oh, it's just, man. you know, it's boring and it's costing them. Like Jonathan Taylor is a good player. Michael Pittman is a good player. But the offensive line now is not good. 
and they have not figured the quarterback position out every year. It's a new quarterback for the, you know, the team to get used to. So um, uh, the Colts are in need for reset. Frank Reich will go somewhere else, but let's talk about your teams and talk about what you're going to do. We got some trade targets coming up and we're going to talk about quarterbacks. But before we do that, we're going to talk to you about win bet one more time. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We'll bring the, the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with, with Win Rewards at WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet with you know Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds to every major sport, WinBet has just what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today, and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgalingpodcast.com, bachelor's WinBet. Just so they know we sent you, that's sportsgalingpodcast.com, bachelor's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. So, Brad, it's this time of the year. Whether you are a rebuilder or a contender, moves are happening. And I'll give everybody one tip. If you want to see action in your league, you got to make that first move. That is the first thing that happens. If you make a move, Anyone makes a move in your, everyone starts to reevaluate and it'll, it'll, you know, if there's been no moves for three weeks, start it. And so give me a quarterback that I should trade for. Yeah. So both of these guys are rebuild type situations for me in dynasty. One of which I think is pretty clear. The other one, people may be on the other side of the fence as me and we'll get, we'll get to that one, but we're going to start with the easy one. That's Kenny Pickett quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think a lot of people are down on him right now because of how that offense is playing, how Matt Canada is calling plays. And I think there's going to be a change in kind of how that, that team is put together. Um, they they're going to address the offensive line, which is going to to really help. They moved on from Chase Claypool. They've got two really solid receivers and Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens, the rookie, who's just going to continue to grow. They've got Pat Fryermuth in his second year and a really good back. He's just been super inefficient because of that offensive line and, and maybe a little bit of trying to make too much happen right now in Najee Harris. And I think he's just really, really cheap right now, Kenny Pickett, in those super flex leagues. He's only played three full games, right? Let's just get that out there. He he got he came in at halftime for Mitch Trubisky in the first the first week that he played. Then he played a full week. Then he missed half the second half of the game on an injury. Uh and they put Mitch Trubisky back in. And then he played a couple games after that. Those three full games were not easy matchups. They played the Buffalo Bills. They played the Miami Dolphins, and they played the, uh, oh, crap, Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are not good matchups for any quarterback, really. The, the, you know, Philadelphia especially has been a really solid all-around defense. 
Buffalo, really solid defense. Miami is hit or miss, right, depending on what week you're looking at, really. And when you're looking at a team that's got a bad offensive line and the inability to block, it it made it really tough on him. But he's really shown out, and I think he's a guy that's going to get plenty of opportunity. He's a rookie quarterback in a situation you've got two solid years minimum before they look to try to move on from him if he just doesn't turn into anything. And because of the price right now, I think he's absolutely a buy for you in a rebuild type situation. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's been pretty pretty good for fantasy. He's not been uh, that great for reality as far as you know the record and things like that. But he's aggressive. He throws the ball down the field. He's got a little bit of a rushing upside, not just in fields by any means, but he not does. 178 he, he, yards, just yeah. in fields. You mean? Yeah, he's he's not he is he's not afraid to run the ball, and um, but he does you know he plays a lot more aggressive than you know, Trubisky, and that's why Trubisky lost the job and why he got the job. I mean, he has some good weapons out there with George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. They just got to fix that offensive line, and they they should be in much better shape. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so Jimmy Garoppolo, you can see right here, he has the number one strength of schedule the rest of the season and all the weapons they put around him. And you you can go and try to buy Jimmy Garoppolo. And I have an article coming out about the 2023 quarterback, the free agency, uh, the quarterback free agency. And Jimmy Garoppolo appears to be a one-year buy. He could easily be the quarterback for another team next year. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, and there's not 10 to 12 rookies that are coming out. You could see this guy and the next guy that I'm going to talk about. But because of their age, they their price is down. But Jimmy Garoppolo could be a cheaper guy that you can go and pick up. He's not a, you know... Maybe the ladies like him, but as far as fantasy football, he's not sexy. And he's got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you know, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he's got all the weapons. And he plays against Arizona and Seattle and the Rams. Like, the the, the, the match, it's a, he's the only one with a five-star matchup. So give me some Jimmy G. I think he's going to surprise some people. He's, he's QB1 this year. He didn't even start the season out as a starter. And he's a QB1 on the season. You got another quarterback for us, Brad? Yeah, I think the other guy may be you, – you may see other people on the on either side of the fence on this individual, and that's going to be Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York Giants. I think he's really been utilized really well in a New York Giants offense with a team that's pr- playing very, you know, really good football right now all the way around. Brian DeBall has really – kind of unlocked his legs and started to use him more in the rushing attack. He's He's got some design rollouts for him, some design runs. He's really giving you a solid floor right now, really, from a rushing perspective. And I expect some things to start to kind of transition in the offseason when he finally looks at getting – a wide receiver in there. They moved on from Kadarius Tony. They're definitely going to be moving on from Kenny Galladay. They brought in Wandale Robinson, who looks like he's going to be a really solid player, but he's not an alpha. They need to bring in an alpha. There's some guys that are free agents that they might be looking at, or they'll address it through the draft. 
And I think that's something that Daniel Jones is going to benefit from. Now, you say, what about his contract, Brad? What what about that? I still think that they look to lock him up for a, you know, a three-year contract. Maybe not a mega deal or anything like that, but I think they like what they see. They like the rushing upside. He's playing really good football right now. They're not asking him to throw the ball a ton, uh, but he's performing really well, and, and they're winning football games with him. So I don't think they're going to look to, to change that up too much. They're going to look to add some weapons, and I think I think Danny Dimes may be a, a kind of low-key steal right now on some dynasty teams. You're muted, bud. There's a pretty interesting little tool right here. Uh, I want to show you guys. Um, if you go to Spot Track and you look up the free agents uh, and this article that I have coming out, you can see this as well. Um, so, Brad, let me know if you can s- still yep, see. We got it. Yep. Can you still see the screen after it changes? Yep. You see it now? Yep. So it gives you an idea of what a potential contract would be. So if you were if you were to get just straight up franchise tag, I think it's thirty six million. So the Giants would get a one-year, like $36 million contract, and they'd be fully guaranteed, but they would not have any long-term look and outlook. Right. This one, he would get a three-year, $76 million contract, very similar to what Teddy Bridgewater got a couple years ago. Short-term deal, 19, 19 mil average annual salary, which is very cheap for a starting quarterback, and that's something that they could do. And yep. that, that doesn't mean they're going to, but that's something that you would look at as far as, you know, if you were to, to sign Daniel Jones long-term. Yeah, I mean, this guy is currently ninth in adjusted completion percentage in the entire NFL. He really is playing very well. He's playing within the confines of that brand of ball scheme. But we're seeing them play very safe as well because they've got Saquon who's playing really well. They're throwing kind of those shorter passes, and it's really producing well because our defense is able to kind of slow some guys down as well. And I do look for that to start to change a little bit if they add some players. So I, I think he's a, a really sneaky play in the long term. And they say the similar about Jimmy Garoppolo, but actually quite a bit more. Yeah, uh, Four-year, $107 million contract is what they would project him to be which would put him at the four, 14th highest player. He's actually the 12th highest uh, quarterback right now. Um, and then the, the next guy that I want to talk about, he's going to still be on this list, but you're going to have to scroll down, keep scrolling down, because he's not making a ton of money. And actually, they don't have a market value for my guy. And my guy is Geno Smith. And I talked about <laughs> him. Always taking questions, always taking questions. Uh, let's get to the questions and then um, and then we'll go into that. I didn't see these guys' comments. Trade DK and and Higby for D Hop. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, I I think that it's I don't think it's a huge huge upgrade, but Hopkins is playing really well. You do have to remember Marquise Brown is coming back, and if you don't have tight end depth, then I'm not making the trade. Um, but Higby, I know he skunked you yesterday. Um, hopefully you got some other, other options there. Um, trade Jacoby and Pitts or Waller for Amon Ra. Well, that's one of my guys that I'm targeting later. Yes. Um, if this is, if this is redraft, is this a redraft or a dynasty question? Um, dynasty would definitely change some things. Um, and I would, I'm not a big fan of Waller this year or Pitts this year. 
And so um, you trade Jacoby and get him on raw and you got to give up one of those um, guys. So if this is a, a dynasty question, Brad, would you still do the trade or would you do the trade if it's redraft and dynasty? I think it's pretty even from a dynasty perspective. If you're looking at, if you're looking at Jacoby and uh, it is redraft. Okay. So redraft, I'm, I'm keeping pits and I'm okay moving for Amon Ra, but Jacoby Myers is kind of sneaky to be honest with you. Uh, So if I'm going to do this, I'm doing Jacoby and Waller. I'm not going to give up Jacoby and pits for that. Uh, I just don't think Waller, even if he does get healthy, which I am questioning whether or not he's actually going to play the rest of the year almost at this point. Uh, I, I'm looking to try to move him on some name value and packaging with Jacoby, but I think there's still some upside with Pitts uh, before I'd be looking to move that. And Jacoby Myers is a guy that, like I said, he's been underrated all season. He's, he gets the targets. He's had some really solid games for you. Uh, and I look at him kind of in a redraft lead, kind of on the same level as Amon Ra, to be completely honest with you. So for that one, uh, I'm okay doing it uh, to get Amon Ra, but not if it's with Pitts, only if it's with Waller. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine with it. I I, I know there's, we always talk about the upside with Pitts. Like when is it going to happen? And Desmond Ritter is not going to unlock that for me. Um, I know you got to, you got to get rid of, you know, one of those guys or, or Higby. Um, I, for me, I'm totally fine with it. I like, I, I like Jacoby Myers. Amon Ross St. Brown has a much, much higher upside than Jacoby Myers. And yep. so that's why I would do the trade. Um, and, and yep. the DK, I Higby would move one. Waller because you don't know if he's going to play again. Yeah. It's, it really don't, it would not shock me if he doesn't play the rest of the season. It really wouldn't. The, the DK one, I, I'm, I think I might be on the other end of the fence with you on that one. I think I'd rather have DK and Higby. Higby's just been a target monster. And, and the Rams in general looked really bad against a pretty tough Tampa Bay defense last, uh, you know, yesterday. I don't know that I would account that as like the norm for Higby. I think he's going to go back to getting peppered with targets, to be completely honest. I don't think Van Jefferson is the reason that he's not getting those, uh, you know, this week. So I'm I'm on the DK and Higby side of that because of what you also said, right? And a guy we're going to talk about later on in Hollywood Brown, who was on pace for some serious numbers before Nuke came back. And unfortunately, we're not, we haven't well, got to see him play together. But I, I will say this look at DK and look at D Hop and have either of them had their buy yet. If you're looking for a, a trade, guys that have week 14, week 13 buys, especially if you're like on the brink of making the playoffs. You don't want to trade for those guys for when I mean, you give away somebody that already had their buy. Like somebody offered me Barkley for Kamara. Barkley is on the buy. Kamara has a week 14 buy. So regardless, I'm going to take, I would take Barkley based on like just the fact that I like Barkley more, but that's it's a factor, especially unless you're, you know, seven and one or six and one. So we got a 10 man PPR. He's seven and two. Should I trade Justin Fields, DeAndre Swift and T Higgins for Justin Jefferson? Is this a one quarterback league? Other running backs are Chubb, Walker, and ETN. So he's pretty good at running back. Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Brown. He has Lamar Jackson as well. JJ Owner has Herbert. So um, yeah, it's it's always good to know if the quarterbacks are a main piece that it's it's super flex. So it is super flex. Mm. 
Yeah, if it's I don't know if I could do that if it's super flex. Um, because one, we don't know who your other quarterback would be behind Lamar Jackson. Yeah, who's your other quarterback? That'll that'll help us out here because if you have Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, one quarterback. Oh, one quarterback. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that makes a big difference. DeAndre Swift and T. Higgins, and that's a lot in a redraft league for Justin Jefferson. But it's um, ten man. That's why it's that's why it's like it is. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely a lot. You get Justin Jefferson, plus you get two roster spots. You can pick some people up. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, I think you. I think it's a good. I think it's if you're gonna get Justin Jefferson, you're gonna have to pay. Uh, a shit ton for him and i'm so like concerned about deandre swift of what how their usage is with him that the value is not for me it's not what the namesake is so i'll, I'll go ahead and, and do that trade and sign off on it and you, you got to pick people up off free agency and they're going to be added to the other side of this trade yeah i mean you're not starting fields over jackson so that's a bench player uh, at this point, you're not starting Swift over Chubb Walker or ETM, so that's a bench player. Uh, and to replace T. Higgins with Justin Jefferson, your your starting lineup is a hundred percent better uh, at this point with that trade. It's just for me, I, you got to think about the the depth of your team as well, right? What bench players do you have to carry you through those bye weeks as well? Because uh, that that can be a challenge, right? The nice thing is Chubb's through his bye week, um, ETN's bye week is week eleven. Uh, so, so you still have some bye weeks that you're going to have to kind of plan through, which is g- going to be the key, right? It, maybe you get lucky and all of them are on a bye at one week, uh, you know, and, and you kind of have that like that sacrificial week or whatnot. But um, that that would be the only other question is like, am I going to be able to really get to where I want to be come uh, um, playoff time? Yep. No, that makes sense. And there's probably good streaming options in that, you know, situation. You can always get Huntley there as some backup, but yeah, man, good luck. Well, playing for him last year. Go get Justin Jefferson. So back to it where we talk, we're talking about quarterbacks. So my other quarterback was Geno Smith. And so Geno Smith, uh, Geno Smith is another player that he's 32. Um, he could easily be on another contract next year. I would be, you know, if you were to say who is going to be a starting quarterback next year, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, or Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, these are all guys that they do have question marks, but they're all playing well enough that they, they've earned, you know, thanks Wavy. They've definitely earned the opportunity. And so like I had someone come into my, my inbox today. Hey, how much for Geno Smith? He's a one year one year deal, and I don't really trust him. I'm like, oh, okay, you're setting the table to lowball me. No, I just want to know how much you want. I was like, well, I, I don't see him as a one year deal, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the third that you're about to offer me. Yeah. Like, oh, and I'm like, you're gonna offer me a third round pick for Geno Smith, who is a top seven fantasy quarterback right now, who's playing really really well, and it's not just like a two week thing. Like Justin Fields played really well for two weeks. It looks really good, and he's getting better and better. But Geno Smith's been on fire every single week, and he's in a great division, just like we, we talked about when we talked about you know the matchups. He's got a great, he's got a great end of the season matchup as well. He's got a three stars. It's a top twelve as far as the quarterback strength of schedule. So I'm going to go Geno. 
Let's move it along to running backs. Brad, what kind of running, what running backs should we be buying? Yeah, so these ones, I think, again, could be really useful in either a, uh, you know, contending or, you know, you're trying to get some guys on the cheap based on what's happening. And the first one is going to be Josh Jacobs, running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. Young guy. People were really worried about him because the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth-year option. But this dude has balled out. He's looked rough, though, the last two weeks. But really, the last two weeks, the Raiders haven't looked great. They had a better game last week or yesterday. It still wasn't great, though. And and they didn't utilize Josh Jacobs like they were in the weeks prior so I, you can get him for a pretty good value, and he's a 24-year-old running back getting ready to get that second contract. And I'm telling you, that is the time to buy these guys. If you can get them before that second year or that second contract, you can move them immediately after that contract is signed for more than what you bought them for prior to. And I think these last two weeks, people are already down on him. You can use that fact that they didn't pick up his fifth year option as a, as another individual that you might be able, you know, Hey, here's why you should get rid of this guy now, especially if they're not a contending type team. And I think Josh Jacobs is a guy that you should go take a look at. Yeah, I, I was I put Josh Jacobs. I, I sent over to you and Maddie and said, hey, am I too high on Josh Jacobs in my fantasy yeah. rankings? But you know, he's 20, 25 years old. Um, you know, don't look at how many kids he has and, and think about his age. Uh, I think he's got <laughs> about seven or eight kids now. He's on the Cromartie track. But um he's he's played really, really well this year. And what they've done wrong is they've put Amir Abdullah in there on third downs. And like, that's where the money, that's the money down. Yep. You know, like you see a three point contest, you want to hit the money ball and, and, and you want those third downs. And Josh Jacobs has just, I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or the, you know, they came back off the bye and said, let's do this. And the, the offense has been really bad since. Yep. So hope, you know, Josh McDaniel is a smart guy. He'll, he'll figure it out. Is he though? Is he uh, though? I'm starting to question. I know he's had Tom Brady, but he's had good offenses with and without Tom Brady. And he was no Sean Marino was an absolute stud in the Broncos. No Tom Brady, no Bill Belichick. He's had stud running backs before. And Josh Jacobs was a top three running back before the last couple weeks. So I'm, I'm totally agreeing with that. Um, as far as, you know, Josh Jacobs, um, you know, we see it right here, Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And I know yesterday was really tough because you had Justin Fields as RB one for the, you know, other than Joe Mixon. And so uh, Dave Montgomery, I know it's, you're going to talk about him. I'm talking about Khalil Herbert. And so Khalil Herbert is someone that you can get. And because he's not starting running back, he has some appeal as far as a price point. And so when, when you look at David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, they have not only they have the best schedule as far as running backs, Dave Montgomery is a free agent next year, and Khalil Herbert could be in line for more work if Dave Montgomery were to be moved. And, you know, that we've seen him in this offense. Dave Montgomery's looked good. Khalil Herbert's looked better. And, and I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are in agreement of seeing that. And when it comes down to running backs – Teams just don't pay running backs, and they didn't pay their middle linebacker, Roquan Smith. I don't think they're going to pay a running back. I think they're going to run with Khalil Herbert and then draft somebody. So uh, I think Khalil Herbert is someone that you can get in as a throw-in on trades or you know a late second uh, or you know 
a couple of thirds, something like that can go get Khalil Herbert. I got him the other day as a throw in a trade um, on a couple different trades. And I'm just trying to scoop him up wherever I can. And last, the last couple weeks have been down. And you, can, you can buy them even cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I just moved in a rebuild. Well, I'm not a rebuild. I'm four and four, and my, I just don't think my team is quite to the point where I could really be a true competitor. I think I could get into the playoffs, but not a team that could really, you know, squeak out a win and get a, a belt. So I moved Aaron Jones, and I you probably can't do this now, but this is the type of move that you should be looking at doing to get Khalil Herbert. I moved Aaron Jones for a first plus Khalil Herbert. And I think that's how you kind of make that move. Because yeah. if I'm the Khalil Herbert owner and somebody owns offers me two thirds, I'm not going to take that. The upside is not there. The upside is there with Khalil Herbert. So you need to get him as kind of that, just that plus on a trade throw in. Like, you know what? I just need a little bit more than a first for this player. Throw me Khalil Herbert. He's a backup. He, you know, he's a high value handcuff. If you want to look at it that way, throw him in there. He's the equivalent of a second or a couple thirds, and it makes it work. And you you need to look at getting players that way, especially if they have upside. Many times you're going to overpay if you're looking at offering a pick only for him, unless that team is just in shambles. Well, and you can like if you're a rebuilding team, you could go and throw a veteran like a Cordero Patterson and get Herbert back, something like right. that, or like a, a veteran receiver, uh, Adam Thielen type of a player, and get Herbert back versus a, versus just a pick straight up. And some people are really, really into the picks, especially if it's, you know, uh, they don't have a lot, and you might be able to get Herbert that way. Um, big fan of the show. Any buy low injury players for next year? We're talking about it now. I mean, of course, any players that are injured are kind of buy low. So Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor – you're, well, they're buys. I wouldn't say low. Um, low in consideration of what their normal price point is. But, um, you know, a player that, you know, that you could you could buy the dip on right now is Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor is somebody that used to cost three, four, four first. Javante Williams used to cost three or four first. Both those players are players that you can you can buy low on. Um, and J.K. Dobbins, and those are injured players, and you're you're paying for you know the reason it's a discount is you're buying risk. Yep, I mean so, Brees Hall's another one you got to throw in there, right? Brees Hall, yep. a, a guy who was going to cost you multiple firsts uh, before he got hurt, you could probably get for a mid to late first at this point if he happens to be on a team that is looking to kind of rebuild in general and get rid of risk. Or that he's on a contending team and you say, hey, let me throw you a player and a pick or something like that. I, I really think he's probably uh, a guy that you can get fairly cheap, you know, considering what his price was before he got hurt. And then there's yeah. there's that slew of wide receivers that are out there, too, that are hurt right now, but they'll likely be back before the end of the season and may not necessarily be able to contribute to your team this year, but I think could contribute next year with guys like, uh, Hollywood Brown or or Mike Williams, you know, you mentioned Jamar Chase. These guys that are likely out another three to four weeks, and unless you're already in the playoffs, they're really probably not going to help you uh, at this point. Yeah, and anyone that is a contender that or like is trying to make the playoffs, like these guys that can't help them right now, you can take advantage and yep. like buy low is always a hard term because I throw you throw out a buy buy low article and people are like. These aren't buy lows. I'm like, okay, this isn't the, the goodwill rack, you know, but this, <laughs> these are, you know, maybe it's not a black Friday deal, but 
you can go get Jamar Chase for a reasonable price right now. You can get Jonathan Taylor for a reasonable price right now, and it's lower than what it's going to be in three weeks whenever they return. Same with DeAndre Swift. I love you through Mike Williams out there. And then as far as, um, you know, as far as a tight end, um, you know, we, we saw Daniel Bellinger was playing really well. You can get him, you can get him pretty cheap. Um, there might Irv Smith might be, a, he's a guy we're going to talk about later. He's another guy that they just replaced him, right? He's a free agent next season. They, you know, he's a pretty athletic guy that is going to be back before the end of the season. Uh, at a minimum. And I think Minnesota might try to, you know, show him a little bit, not obviously he's not taking TJ Hawkinson off the field right now, but I think he's a guy who could be a rip. I mean, you get him dirt cheap right now. I mean, like a single third would probably get it done. Uh, maybe even a fourth. If you go that deep in, uh, you know, dynasty yeah, yeah, rookie T- drafts, TJ Hawkinson, absolutely, absolutely killed his. Yeah. And then, you look at guys like like Michael Pittman. He's in a situation where the team is in shambles. Um, DJ Moore's back on the buy low. We told yep. you to sell sell high last week. He's hey, back on the buy hey, low. Don't don't be knocking on Baker. He looked good in the second half, baby. Well, and so you know, one thing that like one thing that this taught me was like the reason you invest in good offenses is so you don't have the situation. Like if you have Michael Pittman and you invested in this offense or or DJ Moore, and you invested in this offense, like you don't have this problem if the quarterback is secure. And so like the same thing with the Atlanta Falcons, we'll talk about their guys. Like these quarterbacks are dragging down the, the other guys. And like, if anyone's at risk of being benched, that's like, that is definitely something you need to think about when you are drafting pass catchers. Because like Michael Pittman's value just psh, DJ Moore's value just psh. Yep. and so um you know and these other guys like it's it's totally different. So big fan of the rock. I love the Abby. Um so what other running backs do you have for us? Yeah, so the other one is the other half of that backfield that you had at the top of the screen there. You talked about Khalil Herbert. Mine is David Montgomery, uh currently the lead question quotations running back for the Chicago Bears, but look. This dude is purely price point for me right now, and this is in a contending situation or maybe even a rebuild. You can move a singular second-round pick mid to late for David Montgomery right now. I've done it twice in the last two weeks, and you might even be able to get him a little bit cheaper than that now that he had another kind of dud week this week with Justin Fields getting 178 rushing yards. It's just he's another guy, 24 years old, going into a second contract, likely going to get a little bit of a payday and get some opportunities somewhere. And the price, the price point is just too good to pass up right now. He's still going to be getting some volume. You saw the strength of schedule for that running back being top of the list for the Chicago Bears. And that's the kind of guy that you want to go buy right now. A guy that is super low in value, but likely is going to have an uptick because of the matchup and also going to have an uptick because of getting a new contract on a new team, and you'll be able to move him for even more than that in the offseason if you don't want to hold on to him. So I think David Montgomery is an absolute buy with the situation that you're looking at uh, in Chicago in regards to strength of schedule and the fact that he's going to get that contract. Yeah, so I want to go down the strength of schedule. So these are the top 10. You have the, the Bears, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Cowboys, Washington, the New York Giants, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, 
Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers. I also have Minnesota and Houston. So looking at this, like make sure you're handcuffing. If you have Ezekiel Elliott, go and get Tony Pollard. Like don't be afraid to trade a third round pick to, you know, secure your top back. And so like not all situations are equal, but if you have Dalvin Cook and don't have Alexander Madison, like go, if you lose Dalvin Cook in the playoffs, you're going to need Madison. And the last thing you want to do is face him in the playoffs because you didn't secure that pick. You see what Jamal Williams' value is. Jamal Williams, you could have got him for a third-round pick earlier in the year when Swift was killing it. Now he's going to cost you a second. Yep, and you talked about not all of them being treated equally. Go take a look at my snapshot article for last week because I focused on the running backs and the handcuffs to pay attention to and used a few examples from previous seasons where you had guys miss some significant time uh, or a game critical in the playoffs and their backup absolutely exploded and yep. gave you a weak winning type week. So make sure you go check that out and it'll, it'll break all those down for you. All right. And then the, the next guy I wanted to bring up is Isaiah Spiller. Speaking of handcuffs, Isaiah Spiller finally is starting to see some action. It looks like he's overtaken that second fiddle to, uh, to Austin, you know, just over Sonny Michelle to Austin Eckler um, just on a few carries yesterday at almost 30 yards looked pretty efficient, about five yards a carry. And then Joshua Kelly as well. Again, if you have Austin Eckler, this is a guy that is a main piece on your, on your team and you can go get Isaiah Spiller or Joshua Kelly for virtually nothing. And I guarantee there's a roster spot of someone that you need to get rid of Will Fuller or, you know, somebody on that bench to go make a roster spot, go ahead and do it. Um, these guys, these these guys could be league winners. And then uh, I will throw a bonus one, and that's Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson outsnap Raheem Moster. We told you last week to go pick him up. La- we saw it. He outtouched Moster, and he looks he looked good. Jeff yep. Wilson hit the ground running. So um, any of the running backs for go to the receivers? No, I'm good. I'm ready. All right, let's go to the receivers. Brad, who's a receiver that I should be buying? Yeah, so for me, I'm looking at a guy like Marquise Hollywood Brown right now. He's eligible to come off the IR next week. He says he's ready, but it does sound the rumblings are kind of like, eh, they really want to hold him out until their bye week. Uh, I don't know if they can do that. They might, they might fall out of contention before that. If that, So they really need to think, hey, Hollywood, if you're really right, if you're good, let's get the medical clearance in. And this dude was on pace for an absolute smash season before DeAndre Hopkins came back. They're, the last four games, he, three of those, he was a top 12 wide receiver. That is absolute monster numbers. And I think they're missing that piece of the offense. They're missing that down the field threat right now. They've got Hopkins, who's crushing those mid routes and underneath. They've got Zach Hurts, who's really eating up the middle of the field. They need that stretch target, that guy that's going to stretch the defense out, you know, spread them out a little bit and be able to beat them. And he's a fast guy as well. We've seen him producing that long range game before. Uh, and I just think he's going to be a smash play moving on when he comes back in. I think the volume is going to be there for him and Deandre Hopkins and Zach Ertz. And 
really Cliff Kingsbury's got to get it figured out because I think his head's kind of on the chopping block, to be honest, if he if he doesn't. So I think Hollywood's a guy you can get pretty cheap right now. I've seen two trades in uh, Trade Finders where I couldn't believe it. He went for Khalil Herbert and Chase Claypool for Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think that's a smash regardless of your situation. If you're looking to rebuild, he's only 25 years old, right? He's not old by any shape of the imagination. Uh, And if you're a rebuild or if you're a a contending team, he's a guy that's going to be back in the playoffs and be able to be played. And then the other one is a clear, you know, rebuild versus contender, which was Deonta Foreman and a third for Hollywood Brown. I would take Hollywood in both of those situations, regardless of where my team was at. I think he's just the better play long-term from a dynasty perspective. Yeah, I like that. I like that as, you know, especially the the fact that of his age, he likely gets re-signed with that team. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Williams uh, again. You know, we don't have, you don't have to always buy low or buy these pieces for one year. Mike Williams is on a contract. He's, he's on a little, little, you know, three-year contract. He had Justin Herbert there. Um, Mike Williams has the second best schedule, as you can see on, on the screen. Um, you want to play the Raiders. You want to play the Chiefs. And, uh, and Mike Williams is, you know, when he's out there, he's been absolutely dominant. He's had, he's had a really good season up until this injury. And so I do think that, you know, Mike Williams is will be able to unlock some of the things that you're missing right now. And just, you know, Justin Herbert, who is someone that you can, I wouldn't say buy low, but Justin Herbert's another player that you could go and make an offer on. I mean, a redraft, he's, he's a normal quarterback. He's a streaming quarterback and he's yep. someone you can go pick up for the championship run and see what see what you can do as long as you can, you know, you have someone else that can play these next few weeks until he gets his boys back because he's had no Allen, he's got no Williams, and no Slater. Yep. You know, Rayshon Slater's out as well. So um, what's your other uh, receiver? Yeah, so this is a little bit of a homer pick, but he's he's really starting to come on, and that's Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. This dude, four out of the last five games, has had 70-plus receiving yards. Cleveland Browns have really started to be a multi-dimensional team. They're a team that leans on the run to set up the pass, and it's really working well for them. Their offense has produced very well here as of late, and I expect that to continue when Deshaun Watson comes in. You can't. I don't think anybody's going to argue that Jacoby Brissett's a better thrower uh, or quarterback than Deshaun Watson. And I think when he comes in, yeah, there's going to be some rough spots, but Deshaun Watson is going to produce. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones at 23 years old, he's still locked in for next year on his rookie deal with the Cleveland Browns. He is the number two there and he's going to produce some numbers. He hasn't had the touchdown in the last four weeks, which I think is if you add a touchdown here or there, his season's totally different. I think people start talking a little bit differently about him, but he's low key under the radar right now. He's getting the targets, he's getting the yardage and he's really looking good right now. So I, and you can get him extremely cheap. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. And for, for me, I'll, I'll throw two bonus ones in there and that's Calvin Ridley and, and that's Drake London. Cause those are guys that I don't think are going to be able to help you much this year. But those are guys that are our producers for next year. But my guy is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. And so I know there was a little disappointment yesterday with Amon Ross St. Brown. People are concerned with Jamison Williams coming back. 
Dan Campbell is not going to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions next year. No, he's not going to be the head coach. Mm. We we can put a bet on it I right don't know. now. We can put we, a, we, can, we might we might need we to can do put that. a bet on it right now. We we know that uh, you you feel a lot stronger about Jared Goff than I do. Yep. Um. So I I don't think Dan Campbell is going to be in, in that in that position next year, and I, I don't I don't know if Jared Goff is going to be in that position much longer. I think he'll be there next year, uh, but I think he could be in a lame duck situation next year if they draft somebody high or they could turn to one of these free agents. If there is a change at the head coach position with the Monroe St. Brown, we've seen the upside. He's, he was injured. He came back. He played a handful of snaps. Then he had that bogus concussion protocol. He didn't have a concussion, but he wasn't able to play after he got, he got injured on protocol, man. Not even yep. injured. He got ruled out after one play. So yep. I think, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown coming back from the injury, people are going to forget how good he was. And people weren't necessarily sold. I had a guy named Hitman going in trying, trying to trade a 2024 first for Amon Ross St. Brown. And I said, uh, no, thank you, sir. Um, like, people are going to send you buy low offers, which tells me that people think that his market is down. And if I can go get him for cheap, I will. This guy is a stud, and he's young. And he's going to be a good piece on this offense for a long time. Let's go to the tight ends. What tight ends do you got for us? Yeah, so another Cleveland Brown that, you know, we had uh, – uh, who was it? Swavy ask about the injury. No, it was Rock Bottom ask about by low injury, guys. And David Njoku's on that list for me from the tight end position. I think this is a guy who you saw he got the contract in the offseason. You saw he was really a focal point of that offense and really produced for your fantasy team early on in the season until he took that high ankle sprain a couple weeks ago. It does look like he's going to be back for for the playoffs, which, you know, for your fantasy playoffs, not the Browns playoffs. I'm I'm not going to get into that conversation right now, but uh, I do think this is a guy you can go get pretty cheap right now. He's got that ankle sprain and the, you know, they may look at it as a flash in the pan, right? But uh, I think this is a long-term situation. They showed that they want him to be a, a kind of centerpiece of the offense. And I think he's a guy you should be looking at from a rebuild-type situation because tight end is very difficult right now. It's very difficult. People are, you know, people are going to start aging out and you're going to have new youth coming in. And I think David Njoku is one of those guys that's going to start to supplant himself into the top 10 type tight end conversation uh, as we move forward. Yeah. And and David Njoku was a big, big sleeper coming out on this. This offense is going to be interesting. The uh, December 4th, Deshaun Watson will play. He does get the Houston Texans on his first week back. Cleveland is not out of the playoffs. And they won the other day, which we talked about the trade deadline stuff. They did win, and that could factor into why Kareem Hunt was not traded as well. Yep. Um, Najoku is an athletic guy. I mean, and and people forget it does take a few years for these tight ends to cook. Everyone is, you know, has high expectations for these guys, and it takes a little while. Almost every single one of the top tight ends, it took at least two years. I mean, Mark Andrews was pretty good pretty early, but I mean, you have to go back to Rob Gronkowski and Jeremy Shockey to see these huge, huge um, fantasy seasons. That's 20 years ago. 
Um, Kyle Pitts had a thousand yard season last year and he had one touchdown. And so he left a whole lot of fantasy points on the table. And obviously this year he's being disappointing, but he's still just 21 years old. And so I'm saying you can go get Kyle Pitts right now. And I, it's another head coach that I'm calling for it. Arthur Smith is not going to be the head coach much longer there. I know that team recently was in the top of the division. That's not going to be the case for the rest of the year. And Marcus Mariota is absolutely holding them back. So I saw a stat. A.J. Brown's first eight games, he had 8.9 fantasy points per game with Marcus Mariota. Drake London, his first eight games, has 8.9 fantasy points with Marcus Mariota. <laughs> and guess who is the offensive coordinator for oh, both? Oh, good old Arthur Smith. Good old, good old Arthur. And so Arthur Smith is not going to be there that much longer. Drake London's a pick. Kyle Pitts is a pickup. Kyle Pitts was wide open yesterday several times. Mariota just could not get it to him. Yep. And so if you and you're not going to buy cheap, but you think about it. If I said, Brad, I'm going to give you a mid first next year for Kyle Pitts, you'd at least think about it. Yep. If Absolutely. I if I said you're a contender, only thing you need is a tight end right now. I'm going to trade you TJ Hawkinson for Kyle Pitts. Would you think about it? I would. And so, yeah. like, Dallas Especially got after six for six for 70 in his first game with the Vikings. He looked great. He looked great. Yep. Played on 90% of the snaps. Yep. Then you got, um, you know, then then you also have, uh, you know, like, you know, the, like, like not the age gap, but the, there's going to be a change of quarterback. I think they could bring in somebody next year in free agency or draft somebody. Um, we'll see where they are in the draft to see what, what they can actually do. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Kyle Pitts there. And then um, what's your other last tight end? Yeah, my last one is a guy I already kind of mentioned, and that's Irv Smith Jr. Just going on the RR, the Minnesota Vikings trading trading for TJ Hawkinson a couple, you know, week and a half or so ago, looking like a stud out there already. Irv Smith is a free, an unrestricted free agent going into the 2023 season, and you can get him in Deion Jackson straight up, Kenyon Drake straight up, Robert Tanyan straight up. Like, I'm taking all of these, right? The thing that people need to realize in a rebuild is you have to take your shots. You have to. You're going to miss on some. You're going to hit on some. And Irv Smith, when I've got Kenyon Drake, who's 28, he was literally untradeable at the beginning of the season. And now he's got a little bit of trade value. You need to get rid of him for any upside play that you can. And I think Irv Smith is a good upside play at the tight end position. He's going to get signed. He's too athletic to not, right? We see guys like OJ Howard after the terrible seasons he had in Tampa Bay and injury issues that he had get signed in Houston, come in in the first week and score a touchdown, right? I'm not telling you that's what you're going to get in Irv Smith, whether better or worse, but there's an upside there that I think you should take a shot on when this is the price point for him right now. Yep. And this isn't this isn't really the buy low show. This is players you should buy. Yep. And as Irv Smith's a buy low, Greg Dulcich and Kate Otten are players you should buy. Yep. And you might have to pay up, but you're not going to have to pay a first round pick for either of these guys. But if you were to get, let's say you got Greg Dulcich for a second round pick or a second round pick plus Irv Smith. 
I'm taking that all day. Absolutely. And, and I'm hoping that I can have this, this tight end position figured out for the next couple of years. And, and Kate Otten, he's becoming a favorite target of Brady. He looks good. And, you know, when I'm looking at the tight ends and I'm thinking about like what tight ends are hitting the NFL and doing well, Kate Otten, just like George Kittle and some of these other guys is blocking tight end first. And so like, tight ends have a difficult time transitioning to the NFL because they have to go. They, they're basically like, they have like three jobs. They have, they got to go to the offensive line meeting. They got to go to the receiver meeting and they also got to go to the tight end meeting. And so like, you're trying to figure out what all the offensive line calls are. You're trying to do all that. You're trying to figure out all the, all the checks and stuff for the receivers. And Oh yeah, by the way, you got to play tight end too. And, and by, you know, by the way, you're going to be, fucking Von Miller, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, you know, it is a, a absolute, absolute tough job. And that's why these guys like David Njoku and, and Gerald Everett and some of it take a while to cook. And yep. so like guys like George Kittle, they knew how to block Mark Andrews knew how to block. They like, they hit the ground running cause they didn't have to worry about that other stuff. And like, yep. there's a lot of tight ends out there that aren't really tight ends. And that's why they don't transition well into the NFL. But Kate Otten, Greg Dolchik, if I can get them for a second round pick and not worry about it, and, and are going to throw in on a trade, you know, with some of these bigger names, like I think you, you know, that's very valuable to get a tight end that is is someone you can play. And then you know the last last tip on this one, don't forget about like your roster construction and your league settings. If you have two taxi squad spots and you have 13 draft picks, the math just does not check out. And so you may not need another draft pick. So go trade that bottom feeder roster clog and take a shot on somebody with high draft capital and talent like an Irv Smith or an Ajoku or a DPJ, any of these guys. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Tony. (laughs) Or combine them. You know what, Brad? Hey, I noticed you don't have any draft picks this year. I, I want, you know, Greg Dolchik's off your squad. And I know that you're, you, I, I want to get a second form and you're like, no, I'll throw you a couple thirds just to, to get the deal done. Yep. And like use the draft capital. If you have to, I don't give a shit what the trade chart says. It says you won. Cool. There you go. That's right. And so um, that's my last, last tip on that. Yeah. I, I think the other, the, there's one more candidate I'd be interested in. And I don't know that you can really look at it just yet, but I think TJ, you know, you talked about tight ends and needing to go to that offensive line meeting. TJ Hawkinson was highly touted and as high of a draft pick as he was for the Detroit Lions, because not only is he really good at catching the football, he is an excellent inline blocker. And I think the, the Minnesota Vikings offensive line could use that help. And I think Dalvin Cook is going to absolutely smash this back half of the season with that addition to the blocking scheme once he gets really kind of integrated into it. I don't expect it week one. So Dalvin Cook might be another guy that, and I mean, he's RB12, so it's not like you're getting him cheap, but he's probably a guy that is affordable. Whereas beforehand, he was not affordable. 
right? Yeah. He's a, he just wasn't because there's name value, there's name recognition, and he's been a top 10 running back for a couple years now at this point. So I think he's another guy, and you talk about Alexander Madison, that we're going to start to really see some benefits in the rushing game for the Minnesota Vikings, who are still only a one-loss team. I, I really like the Vikings at this point. I really do. Hey, you know, you know, Kirk Cousins is my boy. He looked like yeah. he was having a ton of fun yesterday, and yeah, looks like Kirk Cousins has been hitting the weights. <laughs> uh, he didn't necessarily have the dad bod taking that Thank shirt you. off, baby. Uh, so don't forget about the SGPN merch store. Uh, get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGen in your life, or whether that's yourself, your wife, or anybody else. Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that I am rocking the rocking the SGPN gear and you guys can as well. Uh, plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas sucks, exclamation, <laughs> Dallas sucks, exclamation. That I like that. Big old smile. Um, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code Dallas sucks. Look, no, look, no better way to end the show with, than Dallas sucks. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, these shirts that they've got are, you know, the nerds, for instance. They talk about how comfortable their shirts are. I promise you they ain't going to hold a candle to some of these nice T-shirts that they got. I got one, my nice blue one, it says SGB and Fantasy Football on it. Super comfortable. And then the coffee cup is that night. I like a nice heavy coffee cup. I don't want that cheap shit or it chips when you put it in the dishwasher or you barely hit it on the counter and it chips. They're nice, heavy duty, 12 ounce coffee cups. They're beautiful. You should check them out if you're a coffee I like the hat. like I, I like am. the hat you had on Monday. Ah, my green one, my SGP hat. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of everything, man. You got a rep. All right, man. Well, hey, I'll see you on Thursday. Everybody, good luck this season. Cheers.